You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for today, Alan. And as usual, we will go ahead and get started with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, St. Petersburg, or our Russian fans, um, we think we see you. We see you, Columbia. We see you, Charlotte. We see you, South Carolina. We see you. We see you, New York. We see you all. I'm grateful for each one of our fans. I'm grateful for another week and uh, another week on the show with uh, our partners here. And um, I would have been happy if the Cowboys lost, but that didn't happen. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, y'all. I'm, I'm grateful this week for just the opportunity to uh, be uh, alive. You know, some people are still being affected by COVID, but thankful just for the privilege to be around, up and breathing, out and about. Went to my kids' basketball game today, played basketball Saturday night. So just happy opportunity to be alive um, during, during such a time as this. Great, great. I might be out there with you on Tuesday with Reggie. I was talking to him this weekend. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> I am grateful for today. My little road dog, my godson Major, turned seven today. Shout out to him. Um, I remember holding the kid when he was a newborn, and now he's just this little kid who likes to try to beat me up. So, you know, shout out to him and, you know, he got a little gift coming in and I'm at that age to where it's like, I don't know what to get these kids nowadays because it seems like everything has just evolved with their gifts and their creativity. So I just give them money and let them figure out what they want to do with it. But let us go ahead and get into our NBA episode, The Voice for the Voiceless. Yes, we're talking about Kyrie again. Kyrie went on Instagram Live this past week, and he stated that he's not vaccinated, which, I mean, everyone knows, right? Because you're not playing in games in Brooklyn. I mean, you don't got to tell us, we knew. So in his Instagram, he stated that he's not anti-vaccine. He just believes that he shouldn't have to be told to put something within his body. Now, with the Nets respecting his decision, as of course any employer would, they decided, look, we'll go ahead and pay you for the games as if you're on the road, but you know, we're not going to pay you for the home games. Also, the Nets have decided not to offer Kyrie an extension moving forward. So unless he miraculously gets vaccinated or at least gets one shot, don't expect any type of changes from within the organization. But how do you feel with Kyrie's, I guess you want to say model or slogan being the voice for the voiceless, basically meaning that he has uh, or he's looking to have some sort of impact for individuals who um, have to be vaccinated to maintain employment? This is the funny thing. 
mandates has always been part of the United States, right? It's nothing new. And before you enter, I remember when I went to school, my um, elementary school or pre-K and so forth for my kids and myself, I had to have MMR all my uh, shots, correct? When I went to college, I had to have my shots. When I do my annual physical, they have to make sure I keep my shots. This is nothing new. But here's the problem I have with people, with Kyrie. He has, he stated, every choice has a consequence, right? Is he being voiced for the, no, I don't think so. What, what is he doing? He's, he's full, he's still getting paid. He's, how is he becoming the voice for the voiceless in this situation? Not anything else, this situation, I don't see it. Do you know if you take aspirin, you could get bleeding, internal bleeding, in a sense, bleeding stomach, gastric pains. Um, there's side effects for every medicine. And I do agree, hey, if you're not going to take it, fine. You just have to deal with the consequences. In this situation, I always think a greater good, right? You have to deal with the consequences of Kyrie. And that's the whole thing. Are you being a voice for it? You're not. You're really not. The whole issue is people being forced. And that's what people get upset. You're forced to doing something. So which means you're not thinking for what's going on around you. You could kill, you could literally kill someone by just coughing on them. And if we want things to go back to normal, the only way, like we got rid of um, measles, we got rid of chicken pops, is for a majority, not everyone, but majority of people to be vaccinated. And if you do your research, you'll find that we, there's over, over a million people have taken the vaccine and very minimal side effects. Aspirin has side effects. Vitamin A, taking too much vitamin A has side effects. Drinking soda has side effects. Eating processed foods has side effects. There's so many things. If you really want to be a voice for the voices, you play. You take the vaccine. It's nothing new. It's really nothing new, but I'm not saying anything. You have your own body. You make your choice. As long as you wear a mask, I have no gripe with anyone. But overall, you have to deal with your consequences. And right now, there's a mandate, and the consequences is you don't play unless you're vaccinated but you're not voice for the voices because you're still getting paid. These people aren't going to lose their job. I have family members who work in the hospital. Hospital is having a lot of turnover rate because people don't like to be told what to do. So I disagree. Yeah. So the interesting thing is um, who is voiceless in this situation? I mean, right now we have so many people voicing their opinion, they're voicing their concerns and people even with power. I mean, you have politicians who are voicing their concerns. So who's really voiceless in the scenario? And so my issue is with Kyrie stands is to me, if you're not comfortable, the if you're not comfortable taking the vaccine, okay, you're not comfortable taking the vaccine. But why just why don't you just come out and say I'm not comfortable taking the vaccine? I mean, we have so many NBA players. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. said this week. Uh, I've had COVID twice and uh, I'm, I have great immunity to someone who's taken the vaccine. Keyword, he said he has, COVID, has had, had COVID twice. Um, so I would say that, you know, it's an interesting stance Kyrie's taking, um, but he plays in Brooklyn. He left Cleveland, left the Celtics to go to New York City. New York City made this mandate. And so uh, 
I don't see what 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 voice is he giving to this situation either. I, I just don't understand. It doesn't make very much sense. So I mean, but this is Kyrie, and this is why people thought that he may retire uh, just out the blue. You know, so this is an interesting scenario. See how it all plays out, but. Um, Kyrie is going to Kyrie. He's going to Kyrie, but he's going to Kyrie. Uh, definitely. <clears throat> I definitely, uh, I definitely feel like Kyrie. I got a lot of respect for Kyrie. Um, from what I, what I heard him say from the interview, Kyrie made his point that, um, he's, uh, speaking out for those people, um, who couldn't who don't have uh, the platform like him. Um, and I'm glad that he uses, uses what I think it was Instagram live that he used to kind of get everybody to talk about, you know, being forced to do something out of your will. Uh, and I, and I respect that. Um, this is not even about the vaccine for me. It's more so about um, him not being bullied into doing something that he's not comfortable doing. And many people have had that same stance. So I can respect that. Um, I don't know how it would be if I was in Kyrie's shoes. Um, a lot of people like Stephen A try to make it about the team, um, what Kyrie's saying, basketball is just something I do. So <laughs> that's not who I am. And we always want to define, look at the athletes for you know, our best interest, what they can do for us and how they can entertain us. But Kyrie's saying, I'm, I'm living outside of your entertainment world. And there's a lot of people out here being affected because they're being forced to do something uh, that they don't want to do. And, um, you know, I, I can respect the person that, that has sacrificed millions uh, for his stance. So, you know, I got no problem with Kyrie's stance right there. Um, yeah, so, I mean... A lot of people, a lot of people got mixed feelings about it, but I, I really, I really got respect for Kyrie. I feel like he's a thinker. I feel like he's uh, somebody who, you know, when you talk about being a thinker, that that doesn't mean that you're necessarily right all the time. It means that you're you're not always just subject to everybody else's opinion. Listening to what he says, they say. Um, you're also trying to read things and research things for yourself, and I respect that because it's it's not like a herd mentality. Um, and anybody who's is seeking, anybody who is is, is uh, you know, just just a Kyrie is beyond that. He's he's a giver of himself, of his time, of his money. Um, so he's not he's not a person that's just just doing this thing just to do it. I believe he has a good motivation behind it. I can say for me personally, this whole conversation with Kyrie has been like super tiring and super like saturated, like. I'm like, yo, this is like wearing me down. I'm tired of hearing about it, honestly. But my thoughts for the past few weeks have been, it's like, I feel like most people believe this. There shouldn't be a local mandate, right? There shouldn't be, you shouldn't be forced to have something put into you. However, right, if, and I feel like we probably said this a few weeks ago, and I kind of get it if other people who aren't vaccinated are coming to play into arena, but he can't play and they continue to get tested, then 
like honestly i feel like they should still just do the testing like as usual for those who are unvaccinated because they're still gonna they're still gonna test them regardless so i'm just like okay why can't they just do that on top of that with just this whole scenario has just happened because of these mandates so it's like with san francisco it was andrew wiggins well we found out what andrew wiggins thought process was eventually now with Kyrie, we're still although i get it you don't want to you don't want to take it because you don't want to take it and you're hoping that new york will eventually change their minds and from reports they said that it's likely not going to change so i'm kind of curious to see if the Brooklyn organization would decide to trade Kyrie because Kyrie said they said that I'll retire, but don't don't listen to them. So I'm like, okay, I want to see if this really happens. So I'm curious to see if at any point in time that Brooklyn is going to be like, all right, maybe after maybe around Christmas, maybe right before maybe January to see if he does get traded. If he does get traded, we're going to see what happens. Because I believe if there wasn't a local mandate, like no one would really care, right? Like we th- we hear about Michael Porter Jr. Oh, like I'm not getting vaccinated. Well, it's not mandatory there. So you're fine. We don't care. We hear Jonathan Isaac come out about it. We're like, well, you're in Orlando. Florida has their own laws. Like they run like an independent country anyway. So we're not worried about that. But it's just the fact of where he is at this time. And it's, it's just become like a big story. It's like, look, you haven't been playing. We know you're not vaccinated. You said you're not anti-vax. You just want to be a voice for the voiceless. I mean, we're going to see what you do moving forward to, to see what this looks like. Because eventually, if it's, as they say, something will come out about it. Um, if you do work with or if you have people within the Brooklyn organization work with people within politics to see if there can be any type of exemption or anything. If I do recall, he did say that uh, you were he was promised something. Well, if you were promised something, you need to go to that per- person who promised something to you. And if they can't hold their end of the bargain, I mean, you know, nothing is really promised in life. So we're going to see what happens moving forward. I mean, if something happens, eventually we're going to find out. But let us go ahead and transition into the next topic. Hey, hey, real quick, Alan. Yeah. The best solution for this is uh, moving the team back to Jersey. You're about the slums of uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, sorry, the gentrified Brooklyn. Not, not, the, not the Brooklyn Phil and Dion grew up in, but the gentrified Brooklyn. Whatever. It's still Brooklyn. Straight Kyrie. Hater. Kyrie. But Hater. Trans- <laughs> we're transitioning to the next topic. I mean, the preseason, you know is wrapping up the season starts on tuesday the 19th and you know the lakers they didn't really look too great in in preseason play and you know you got a whole new group of guys coming together and 
do we think that they'll have these same issues moving forward into the season? Well, I mean, obviously, I think I think LA is still a playoff team. I, I don't think they're as bad as 0-4, but uh, it should give someone cause to pause uh, when you're thinking about is this team a legitimate Finals contender? Because the same issues that we've talked about all throughout this all season, in terms of fit, in terms of shooter, shooters and spacing, there's still a major concern. Um, they're looking a lot like the 2019, 2026ers, just not really well put together. Big bodies in the way. And if I play against Brooklyn, excuse me, against LA, one thing I'm going to do, pack the paint. Make them beat me by jumpers and, and don't and take away the drive. Phil, why don't you go, Phil, so so I can have something to talk about after you finish. <laughs> You're hilarious. See, I was let, trying to let you go in, but am I worried? No, I'm not worried. It's just preseason. New team, long 82-game season. I believe the Lakers will be fine. Um they they could they they they're going to take their time. The most important thing for them is to get into the playoff and get good seating. So they just need to get to the for me in you know top six. They're fine. Um, if top they're healthy, six good seating. Wait 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 wait. To, they don't need <laughs> the playoff game. Seating? Who who do you who do you really think gonna knock them off in the top six? I don't see any team really that that. I don't see the Phoenix gonna destroy them. I don't see Utah to me still pretenders. I don't see. I don't see um, the Lakers roster right now is worse than the Lakers roster last year, based upon no. construction. They'll be fine. You could pack the paint. They could move. It is odd that they got you know they got a duplicate of themselves with DeAndre Jordan and and and, and um, Dwight Howard, but they do have some shooting. They have young legs and they have good orchestra and they all have experience. So you have to trust that experience will get them through. I don't see anybody West really just, you know, I'm scared of for them, you know, wide open. So I trust experience. Are they going to win the title? No, nah, that will be my, my side chick, the Brooklyn Nets going to take care of them. So if they're healthy, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> so, so you think they'll so, go to the final? You think they'll go to the final? Who, the Lakers? Yeah. Yes. Healthy? Oh. Yes. Brooklyn? Okay. Yes. With or without carry? Yes. I'm not worried about them. The Brooklyn Nets got better. All right, they got better. So Lakers how do they get better? Season. Without Kyrie, they better, you saying? No, I say they it's still true. can make it without Kyrie. They still oh, okay, can. Okay. Gotcha, they still true. can. Kyrie just bring put them over the top. It's almost a guarantee if he if he comes along healthy. And everything's based upon health. So as for the Lakers, 0 and 6 preseason, you kind of want to see, but hey, it's preseason, you know, not everybody played all the games. Sometimes LeBron was in. Sometimes um, AD played a couple of games. Um, Sometimes Westbrook, I think he played the final two games. And the, I think the last game, all three of them started, and but they're taken out. So I'm not worried. The first 10 games will give me an idea, 15 games. So, But we know when Westbrook is on a new team, which he's been, they generally have a bad start, and they pick up towards the end. And Westbrook, what I said, Westbrook do not miss the playoff. LeBron do not miss a playoff. So I'm counting on that. So I'm not worried about that. I mean, I think there's plenty, plenty things to be concerned about if you're a Lakers fan, if you're the Lakers organization. Um, just off the bat, I mean, you just got a, a mesh of new personalities, new alphas coming together. 
Um, and anytime, you know, you put a bunch of albums on the team, you got to kind of sort that out. Um, besides that, um, I, my biggest concern, you guys know that the offensive uh, side of the basketball, but the defensive side of basketball is a major concern for me. Um, I don't see any elite defenders on the team. Um, and I LeBron think Westbrook's, James. I mean, LeBron James, I would call him elite defender seven years ago. He's no longer an elite defender. Dwight so, Howard? It's not, he's not an elite defender anymore. I would okay. call him that five, seven years ago, too. These and guys, he's he, he's going to be in foul trouble. Yeah, he's in foul trouble. I don't know how many times you watched the Sixers games, man, but he was averaging three fouls every five minutes, man. It was he terrible. He didn't want to be there. Catch. Yeah. He no, did I mean, not want to be there. So that means he fouls? <laughs> yep. He, to just, he went to sit on the year. bench. All right, just let me let me finish for you come with the nonsense, man. <laughs> I think Westbrook did say it best. Um, his job is to make sure AD brings it every night. And I feel like that is the moral of the story when you talk about the Lakers. They will go as far as AD. Um, AD needs to be, he needs to be, um, he needs to be focused on the offensive end every night. He needs to be focused on the defensive end every night. If he plays at an elite level every night, they have a chance. But they're old, they're slow, and they need somebody to compensate for a lot of deficiencies that they bring. And I think AD has the ability, because he's a unicorn, to do it. But we've seen year in, year out, he seems to, he seems to be disinterested at times. And if he's going to be disinterested, they're going to be running a lot of problems. I take offense to this. I know I'm not an NBA player. I would never be. Only in my 2K dreams. But at my church, us old guys always beat the young spring pick chicken legs. I think we lost once in 10, 15 years. Right? Pre-pandemic. Anything after that, though, count because we just got... These spring chickens... Oranges and apples, brother. Oranges and apples. These spring chickens, (laughs) they were running, dunking, jumping up and down, and us old men... We kept it simple. We kept it, we kept the, um, we, we, we exploit their disadvantage. We knew they just want to pass the ball or run a shooter three. Well, we just slow them down. So, so we have to give not only, yes, they're old, but they, these guys are, there's a couple of champions on the team, few champions on the team. There's guys who've been in the playoff. There's guys, I think they will do what they need to do to win. And they all want to win. So, Experience is is golden. Experience knows yeah. that you don't need to run hundred miles per hour. You pick and choose, and you slow down the op, the um, you slow down the offense. Oh, like um, Russell Westbrook runs hundred miles an hour and turns the ball over. Uh, see, Phil's I'm, Phil's argument would make sense if there wasn't an eighty-two game season, right? Like, like <laughs> your argument would make plenty of sense if it was a situation where you played the best out of three, you know. But when you talk about 82 games, you got to talk about figuring out a way to get through 82 games. Um, and Father Tom is undefeated. You've seen LeBron break down the last couple of years, and that's never happened in his career. But he's like year 20. Carmelo is a shell of himself that can just shoot the ball. AD body looks old. Westbrook is, is a volume. He has to have the ball in his hands to be effective a lot. And that contradicts who LeBron James is. James is so it's a lot of things that they really going to have to figure out. But my biggest concern for them is how can you get healthy to get to a, a, a spot that that you'll be able to be in contention in the West. 
because you run it against young legs at the end of the day. It's 82 games. So, Phil, I'll, I'll respect your point if it was a 20-game season. I would say Lakers all day. But you talk about 82 games, man, it's a lot of games, bro, especially for, for older players. Now, if this was a big three, maybe. <laughs> but it's I'm weak. This is the NBA. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'm pretty much where – Kelvin is especially when it comes to health um I mean they're the I know they talk about yeah we're the oldest team in the league but I'm like yeah like 82 games is like a lot it's really a lot and then you're talking about back-to-back games like you don't have the same youth that you think you have and you don't really have that many young pieces on your squad you really only have like two or three who are actually going to play that are like super young legs. So, I mean, I really think I'm interested to see how they can remain healthy. Like as long as they remain healthy, I mean, I think they'll be fine, but that's really just going to be the hurdle that they get over. Now, defensively, I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to look. I mean, because I just saw who was it? Jordan Poole break down Wayne Ellington last week, and it was it was rough. Shout out to my Carolina brother, though. Um, but yeah, like I'm just I'm just curious to see what it what it's gonna look like. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna give too much concern. I mean, I feel like there'll be a point to where everyone's just gonna be able to buy in into all of their roles. Um, I mean, it's gonna be. To me, it's going to feel like more like a chess game compared to everyone else who's just going to try to just make the playoffs. So we're going to see how that looks like moving forward. And we're going to transition. But before I officially transition into the next topic, I forgot to mention this earlier before we started. Shout out to the Chicago Sky winning the WNBA championship. Candace Parker went home and Colorado yeah championship to the city of Chicago shout out to them and there's a a picture of I believe her name is copper I can't remember I think it's Akila copper but I'm gonna just call her copper right now because I'm Philly like Philly I'm Philly stand wrong. up <laughs> and yeah, she's, she's from Philly. <laughs> and she has this iconic photo that's going on Twitter right now that makes me think of Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, but let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and transition to our next topic. As we talked about, the season starts on October 19th on Tuesday, and we're going to go ahead and try to give a little pregame predictions. Uh, of course, one of the most coveted awards or individual awards is who do you think will take the NBA MVP this season? That is easy. Kevin Durant. People will say, how is that possible? He has a superstar KD. I mean, he has James Harden next to him. He may have Kyrie. How he's going to do is very simple. Despite uh, he has a new pieces, he's an underdog. He's a, he was a size 19 away from the final. He's going to be on money shooting, carrying that team while Harden do his thing. Is KD. I believe KD is going to be number one. And then number two is going to be Luca because Luca has a new coach, new system. And so, um, and, and, and so they possibly going to look at him. Well, I actually think MB may be a, a top three if he plays his games, right? 
if he play. And the problem with him last year that he didn't play enough games, he was injured. If he's solid, I think he'll be a three. And then four in my final four will be everyone likes Giannis. They generally don't like back to back, but if Giannis come out strong, he got a jumper. Those are my top top four. So first of all, you can't say Katie's underrated. The Brooklyn's pick to go to go to the final. Number two, uh, the same problem Embiid has, Hater. KD has when it comes to playing regularly. Um, so my fine, my MVP pick is I believe Embiid will play 65 games this year. And matter of fact, 68 games this year. And will be crowned the, the NBA MVP because there's no question that Embiid was the best player in basketball last year. Period. Embiid for NBA MVP. Um, if not Embiid, then we'll go with um, the do, 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 Devin Booker. Nope. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, let me go. Let me get three picks. I just thought I'll go with three, three people. I think that's possible, and I do think um, I'm gonna go with these three. I'm gonna go with KD. I'm gonna go with AD, and I'm gonna go with Joker. I'm gonna go with those three. I think I think one of those three might make might get it. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw out three, and I'm gonna surprise y'all with one, but it's gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it last. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it last. Lamelo. The world is drunk and the people are mad right now. I got. I'm concerned about my team. Um, my first pick. I'll actually go with Joel Embiid. Um, because I feel like with Ben Simmons, he's he's gonna take on more. So that may re- that's gonna require more of him. Number two, I'm gonna pick KD. I mean, that's just a biased pick for me just being a KD fan. I don't really have any real reason behind it. I'm just picking KD because I feel like he's going to be in that discussion. Number three, y'all going to hate this pick, but I don't care. If he plays well, because he always plays well in the regular season. Not LaMelo. Huh? No, 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 I told you, I told you to say that. No, no. Dang, y'all way off. I think PG will be in the conversation as <laughs> number three. Oh my gosh! That, okay, that that is on that's on Phil Janine's status of take. Look, look, no, no, that's, look, no, that's look. not that far fetched, you guys. That I, is far fetched. I don't think that's far fetched. That is far fetched. I don't think so. I, 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 they have I, to be a number I, one seed for him to win. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Doesn't I don't win see the of for him. I say for if, him, if 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 the Clippers, if the Clippers are at least four, nope. If they're mm-hmm. at least four, I still mm-hmm. think he could be in the conversation. Think about it. Yeah, think he'd about be it. conversation think, number ten. What what what? I can't remember. Uh, what? I can't remember what seating OKC was when PG was with Russ and Carmelo before mm-hmm. he got hurt. He was he was in that conversation. That's because why, they will 
because they were a huge underdog team that nobody expect them to do Dude, really that much. Up ridiculous numbers. That Correct. Season. But still, he's going to have to do that with Kawhi being out. That's right, why I'm but, like, that's why I'm mm-hmm. like, look, I mean, you still got Reggie Jackson there. You still have uh, the Morris twin there. And you got men who's still developing and then you still got other players who are going to play in his role. It's going right. to require more of PG, but PG always performs well in the regular season. What we always get on PG about, oh, he doesn't play well in the playoff, playoff but he always <laughs> plays well in the regular season. That's why I'm like, I mean, it was, I would say it's a little of a reach, but I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible for him to be in the conversation. Now, I still think Giannis is going to be there, but I mean, I'm just thinking of someone who has to do more. He has Correct. to do more. And and all the players that I named, although KD doesn't necessarily have to do more because he just plays in the flow of the game and it just naturally comes to him, I feel mm-hmm. like PG will be required of more. Joel will be required of more. That's why I feel like you can put them together and say, okay, I can see this. Now, I don't think you're wrong about Luca, but I think it would be hard because for one, it's it's of course it's still the West, but every time we question the Mavs, it's always the team around him. It's like, yeah, Luca's playing well, but everyone else is still like trying to keep up with him, at least energy-wise, to keep everything going. So that's why I'm like, eh, I can see those three potentially, but I still think Giannis is still gonna be in the top five conversation for it. And you think PG is going to be top five or top 10 <laughs> for this year? He I mean, he, he, said, he said it might be a stretch. So, I mean, I, I, I think AD is probably a stretch too. So if I, you know, if you ain't clown, if you ain't, if you clown at PG, you should clown my AD pick too. Cause I think, you know, no, I think I definitely didn't like the AD pick. I definitely like the AD pick. I do too. Do too. And that's why, that's why I was like, mm. I mean, because AD is like, a good they, pick. they need, they need AD to perform. Correct. You're gonna need PG to perform. Especially yeah, but Kawhi here's the not, thing. Not around. Say that again. Because Kawhi's not around. The ball, like what I'm noticing about the offense now, is it's like predominantly him with the ball in his hands. So he's right. like an opportunity for assists, and the scoring is gonna come naturally. So if they can get wins, he can get his assist number up, and he's scoring the ball. Then he's gonna definitely be in a conversation. It's about it's just about the players around him and how successful the Clippers are but you know you I, I think he's a long shot but it's possible here's my problem let's say let's say he does all that right what's the chances of AD not doing that what's the chances it's almost guaranteed AD is going to do his job and, and more because that team has to thrive the pressures aren't really at AD not even LeBron on AD KD is going to do his job Luca is going to try to do his job right and B has to do his job and that's the problem I see. Only way that PG name will come up if all those other guys are not doing their job. If all three not of those guys or four of those guys do the job, huh? What, what, now, now, the question I would ask you is, mm-hmm. what if the Clippers have better records than all those guys? And it, That's the only point. I said that that's the only way he will be able to be in the conversation. He has to be one, two. His two teams will really be top televised. Maybe four, right? Four. The Clippers not gonna be top televised, so more people eyes gonna be on the Lakers, uh, on on Brooklyn, uh, on 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 Milwaukee because they won, uh, Mavs, even even the um um the Bulls, 
the eyes gonna be on out west. Well, what about hold on? But with the year the Joker won it, like uh, the Nuggets wasn't just just televised all the time. Exactly. So I don't understand the televised. No, but what what here's the thing with the um here's the thing with the Joker won, right? And 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 the reality was that he he when he was televised and his numbers were standing out, right? And his number was consistently standing out throughout the season, and he was conversation was around them and thoughts were that the nuggets will come really come out the top team will come out the east i mean the west will come out the west that and that's that kind of helped him and then so that kind of propelled his whole momentum for pg because pg has a scar behind him and he's starting to repair that image i think it's just going to be harder and 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 he needs more televised he needs he needs more to be uplifted while those other guys they just have to shoot and be normal and all, all is forgiven. So they're more alike than PG. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the bias of some of the reporters and the favoritism that's going to occur. Because we know the reason why I put Luca is that I everybody wants not everybody a lot of people want Luca to be that 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 next great thing. So that's the reason why the Luca. Do I really think he's going to win based upon what his ability to do? No, because Jason Kidd's going to have that ball moving around, and he has to move that ball around to be successful, right? Because he can't do it alone, and K and then KP um, Pozingas was upset because he wasn't getting the ball. The ball was too much on his hand. While you're saying, yeah, Paul George is gonna have the ball in his hand, but he has too much. I just think that for him to do See, that, your focus like your focus like the reporters to where they're too they're too concerned about the postseason when the MVP is a regular season award, right? That's, and, but that plays but a they, role. They don't think that way though. They don't. They're oh, not yes, gonna go. If they if they did, Giannis would have never got back to back MVPs because he never performed in the playoffs like that. What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about wait a minute. What they did was what the, did I, the what, look, look, but no, like for real, for real. When Giannis got that they, second MVP, right? When he got right. that second MVP, mm-hmm. what happened? What happened? They got they got smashed. They got bounced the first two rounds, right? If, they looked at the regular season. Exactly. Do you think? Do you think that he was a standout in the regular season? Joker was a standout of the regular season. What's the chances of PG going to be a standout in the regular season? It's yes, the boys. It's not going to happen based upon those other people, and that's what I'm saying. He has to. He literally has to do more than the normal. Okay, in reality, uh, PG. So you're telling me if PG averages 28, 28, seven and seven, he's not going to be in an MVP conversation. Not the top three, maybe top ten. Really? Oh, Julius, oh, he he even Julius Randle. Julius Randle was in the MVP conversation, and he got one vote. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking top three. I know, but, but Julius didn't average 28, 7, and 7. I'm just giving you no, numbers. But, and, and, right. and the Knicks are not a real contender. No, he, he was in. He was on the top 10 list. I'm saying top three. He was on the top 10 list. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I feel, stop hating. I mean, I Evan, agree. Stop Julius Randle should have been in that. Been like, I won't say winning, but at least he got a vote because of the, because right. of, because of the season he had. But right. his numbers weren't PG's numbers. No, but I'm saying that what I'm trying to convey is this. PG has to do twice as much. And he has to be top top two, top three, just to be considered. Because the other guys we mentioned, right, they already have a reputation. And they don't have to do that much. They could be six. And they, they, them numbers are, they'll carry those numbers. The voters will be like, oh, gushing over them and, 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 and try to push them. PG has to do more. Top two, those numbers, you know, lead that, they'll give it to him. He'll be a top three consideration. That's what I'm saying. 
we'll see. We need to go ahead and transition because we've been on this yeah. for about 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, so just before uh, we transition to Allen, I just want to get my fourth one because Phil had four. Right. I think we, I think we got I think we gotta say Steph Curry has a pop. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought about that too. I thought about yeah. that. I don't want to disrespect like, Steph. I don't want to disrespect him out here. Yeah, I was gonna, so say gonna put his name on my certain. Yeah, I thought about that too. I said I feel like I let someone out, but I just I just wanted to just you know make it a little spicy. Uh let's go ahead and transition. So the next award, the two of the three that we'll talk about is rookie of the year. Who do you think will take home the rookie of the year this year? I'm going with Jalen Green. He's been killing. Uh, he killed and and the summer league. He's been doing really good. It seems in the preseason. So I think Jalen Green, uh, because he's going to be a high volume player. I think it's going to be Jalen Green. You and me. Okay. I actually I was thinking. Okay, who's going to have the most opportunity to shoot all the rookies, right? And I am thinking top three rookies is going to be. Of course, I think uh, Jalen Green. Um, Suggs, Scotty um, Barnes, but to me, who's going to get it is going to be Cut Cunningham for the simple reason Detroit is Detroit, like this um, Houston Rockets, are uh, a young team. But I believe Cut Cunningham is going to have the ball in his hand as the guard, and they're going to do the Michael Carter Williams show. Remember when Michael Carter Williams won <laughs> during the process? He had the ball in his hand. He was shooting like crazy. And his number was high because they were tanking. They're trying to build. They're not going to win this year, right? Both teams, Houston and Detroit, are rebuilding with little to no veterans. But because Cuttingham is the guard, and this the way the NBA play now, the guard has full ring of shooting and not only distributing, I think he has a great opportunity to win rookie of the year because he'll, have, he'll be high volume. While Jalen Room, Jalen, or what's his name, Jalen Green, will be more off board, ball, off the ball, and he'll be getting the ball. But I think because Cunningham will be on the ball and controlling the offense and get, does more shots, he's going to end up um, being rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I don't know. It's, I just want to be, I want to get somebody far, far out in this one. Um, just somebody who I like. And I hope this player develops throughout this year. And that's uh, Evan Mobley. Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. Evan Mobley. Um, big kid. Uh, he's a special. He's, he's going to be around the NBA for a long time. I think he's about like a seventh foot. Runs like a gazelle. Jumps out the gym. Um, has a soft touch. Um, he, he has a lot of upside. So I just want to see how he plays and meshes with the guards because they have really good guard play um, in Cleveland. So I'm interested to see how they can use him because I feel like he's going to be a stat stuffer every night. I feel like he's going he's going to easily get a double-double and uh, probably mess around and get on the all-defensive team. So when you look at everything he's going to be able to do, um, I feel like he might be the sleeper for getting rookie of the year. I have a question for you, Kelvin, but I'm a I'm a come to it after I state who I think is going to be. Actually, all three of who you mentioned are the top three in the odds of winning it this year. I think Jalen Green is likely to get it because I feel like just having that one year in the G League just gave him the opportunity of what it's going to potentially look like 
in the NBA. And then on top of that, you had guys on that. I don't remember the name of the team. Was it United or something like that? Or Elite? Something Ignite. Like Ignite. 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 Yeah, with um, the former. Who's the coach? The coach was, I think. Um, wasn't it Shaw? Antonio. It wasn't Shaw? It wasn't Brian Shaw? Yeah, it was Brian Shaw. Okay, yeah. So you had Brian Shaw, who's a former player. Then you also had Jared Jack, and I forgot there was a number former player who's on there. So you kind of get the understanding of the ropes a little bit. So I feel like, especially the way he's played in the G League and the Summer League and preseason, I feel like he's going to, I feel like he's really going to stand out. I mean, I think Kate's going to be right there with him too, but I just think that maybe Jalen Green just pulls it out by hair. But my question to Kelvin real quick um do you think evan mobley is i won't say has the skill set but do you think he has the potential upside like a 80 i i, I think i don't know if i'll say 80 he's like he, he plays different from 80 80 you remember 80 was a was actually a point you know and he grew like a crazy amount of inches Right, and I feel like AD's game has always been to that mentality. I think Mobley is just more like a small forward down. I don't think he—you'll never like see him trying to do certain things that AD just thinks he can do or tries to do sometimes a little bit too much. So I don't—I don't know. I don't know if I would say AD. I just feel like this is a unique talent, um, and just you know, I—I I feel like I don't know. I don't know who he could be. You know, I feel like he's just, he can shoot. He got good touch. He got good, quick hops, um, seven foot, runs the floor, defensive awareness, quick. Um, I don't know, man. He reminds me of one of those uh, throwback, really athletic centers, man. And, you know, with a, with a clean J. So I don't know who this kid can be, man. But I just feel like his, his upside is very scary. When I first saw him, at, I think it was Arizona State. I was like, yo, who is this kid? Because I didn't watch a lot of college basketball. But when I watched, you know, about about three of their games, I'm like, yo, this dude is special. So I don't know if I say AD. I probably – I don't know, Alan. That's a good question. I, I, probably not AD. Probably somebody else that I just can't think of right now who I would compare him to. Yeah, because when you said stat stuffer, I was like, AD can be a stat stuffer. But I'm, like, knowing, like, seeing, like, Mobley's, like, some of his highlights and seeing him a little bit in the NCAA tournament, I feel like he has that defensive knack. He has that awareness to know, like, he can just drop off a pass when a double is coming or anything like that, or even if he's driving because, I mean, he can shoot. He can shoot. He can spread the floor a little bit. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not going to try to, like, on a regular basis like the NBA is trying to right now. Um, as much as most bigs are trying to do, but I just feel like it's not the same, but it's it's somewhere in the ballpark to where it's a little bit outside outside of it. So that just right. that's why I had to ask you the question. I was like, and, and another and another thing I say about him too, which he which AD lacks. This kid has a motor, you know. AD, I don't think AD has a motor. You know, AD takes plays off. He takes parts of the season off. I feel like every time I see this kid, it's high, it's high, it's, it's a lot of energy. So, I mean, I could be wrong on him, of course, but from what I've seen so far, 
I like his motor and I like his uh, his attributes, of course, but his instincts, especially on the defensive end. Man, I feel like man, I feel like he's gonna be around for a long time. Let's go ahead and transition to our last topic for this episode for these awards. Most improved. Who do you think will win the most improved this year? And this is gonna be who knows? Because it's gonna be we're gonna be wide with this. There's no telling who it's gonna be. I think I don't care about this award. <laughs> <laughs> because I really don't, but I'll just throw it out there and then say, um, uh, Pozingas. I'm gonna say Pozingas and R.J. Barrett. Those two per- people I'm thinking of. Former uh, one former Nick. I think this is his year. Pozingas better do something. He's seven foot. He he better get it. I think Jay Skid gonna get his groove on, and I th- I think he's gonna have a better um, bounce back year than he did last year. He's going to be, you know, back to New York Knicks form when he wasn't hurt. Um, he Remember, he's 7'2". He can move. The problem is he get hurt, and I think they're going to have a better plan, structural plan for him uh, versus um, what Rick Carl. I'm about to come at you real fast before I let Kelvin go. How long um, has yeah. Przingas been in the league? How long? Julius Randle was in the league for six, seven years. Posing I know. I know. Six, hasn't Przingas already won all? Hasn't he already been an All Star? Yeah, because he was. In He's the not going to get the most MVP. <laughs> Let's go ahead and stop the bear. You can go ahead, Kelvin. <laughs> man, Alan, you you might have to you might fry my pick too, then, man. Because <laughs> I was thinking along the same. I was thinking, um, and I was John. Mine's is actually funny. It's me being funny more than anything. But the two people I was thinking about was Kimba Walker and Ben Simmons. Oh, man, <laughs> not Kimba. Shout out to Kimba. Yeah. He said he missed living Shout in Charlotte. He still resides in Charlotte. Shout out I to feel Kimba. Like they put, I feel like they put the handcuffs on that man. And they I just did. feel like I feel like he's going to finally break out and show his true self. So it's not really most improved, but he will have a big improvement because I feel like with the Knicks, he's going to play. They're gonna they're gonna try to fit his needs more than the other teams he's playing with. Yeah. And I felt bad, man. Kimba was Kimba was lost on the island somewhere. He's a way better talent than you know they were they were giving him credit for in the role he was getting on this other team. But I do think I think they will possibly if Ben Simmons shoots the ball and makes jump shots this year, <laughs> they may consider <laughs> that man. Hey, he could be he could <laughs> be the NBA. Do they have an NBA comeback player of the year? Right, yes. right. They, like, he, that's, like that, that award man. should be specifically designed for <laughs> wow. him. You see, see audience of favoritism? No, ben Simmons man. been an all-star. Ben Simmons been an all-defense. Nah, but, but all see, his, said, his, his situation see, is way different. Of his situation is Please. way different okay. compared to Perzingas. Like, come on, dude. You don't think it's oh. different? Because they, they, everybody say that his, his, his biggest thing is the band cannot shoot. He got mental health issues or and he can't shoot the basketball. So imagine him making jump shots this year. People going to really like consider him as like a comeback or like a great story. Kind of like kind of like uh Julius Randle, you know, they, they consider him because the storyline, him being in that big market, it, mm-hmm. it was just it was just, it was a good thing. Kind of like you was alluding to earlier. Like sometimes people play on the emotions and the storylines. Right, and that I'm saying same thing for Paul Zingas because remember he was touted as the unicorn. He he was injured, and 
for the past couple of seasons since the trade. You heard me say the Knicks won that trade. In reality, we didn't win. We just won some draft picks, right? You know, so if he, next to Luka, right, actually live up close to, and the Mavericks actually make the top, I think they were top four last year or top five. I forgot. They had a good, decent, there was a good seating. If they could reach, you know, with Jason Kidd, top five seating, and Pozingas is averaging a double-double, 20 and 10, right? Mm-hmm. You would think they're going to consider him a, a comeback player of the year? Because he they comeback player of the year, maybe. I mean, most improved. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know, but I don't know. Can I just give you my serious pick, though? My serious pick. My serious go ahead. Pick. Other ones I was joking. Pretty the Barris Harris? <laughs> no, 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 not the bias. He, he got bias too much money. He's he getting too much money to be considered for that award. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with Dennis Smith. Ooh, wow, I like that. That'd be amazing. I am rooting for him. I'm going for Dennis Smith, man. Where is that now? Is he is he in Portland? Portland. He made Portland's team. Yeah, you know, I'm Portland like Portland like the small guard lineups. I can see him. Uh, I can see. I can honestly see him kind of take some stuff from Dane mm-hmm. and uh, learning, learning. You know, because those. I mean, CJ and Dane. If you can be in the gym with those guys every day, and just learn what they do, um, you know, got. God forbid, I don't wish no injury on anybody, but one of them get hurt and he gets plugged into the or lineup traded. after watching them, you know, after watching those guys and how they deal with their craft day in, day out. You've seen a little secrets um, to, to certain things that NBA players do, certain NBA players do. I feel like Dennis Smith, man, I feel like he has all the talent in the world. Uh, just the situation wasn't that. right. Maybe his mental wasn't right. And uh, I always root for him, man. I think he, since NC State, man, I've, I've, since he was in high school, really, I always thought he was a phenomenal talent, but sometimes, you know, the stars don't align because of, you know, it could be personal issues. It could be, you know, immaturity issues. So I feel like he, him, if anybody I'm rooting for, and he could pull it off. You just brought a person to mind and you didn't even know it. I didn't know who I was going to choose until you mentioned Portland, although he's no longer on Portland. I'm going Gary Trent Jr. He gets busy. I know. I know. Look, he, I think he's going to be in the starting lineup. We saw what he could do when he has the opportunity to start for he's Portland. In the lineup? I mean, I, I remember him because he, who did he step in for? I think it was, was it Josh Norman Powell? Norman Powell. That's a that's a small that's a small starting lineup, man. I, with, I, with, uh, I know with those three, that's a very small. I mean, that'd be interesting. I mean, that's I'm, why I was saying Portland. I can see Portland doing it though. Yeah, because he when he got traded, I'm like, because I I remember at the end of the season he was just getting busy on everyone. I mean, maybe yeah. no one was playing taking him serious, but I mean, when he was with Portland in those Portland games, those playoff games, he was very pivotal. He will be guarding the the best player in the bubble he'll be knocking down pivotal threes at critical moments and i mean i think he's probably at that point to where he's ready to take his game to the next level i mean i can be wrong i mean i don't really know who else can potentially get it who am i who am i gonna say next if malik monk is in the starting lineup he's gonna get it i would love to, i would love to say it but i don't know yeah, what their lineup sure. is gonna be because yeah, he can sure. get, he can get busy too so I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we'll probably find out 
It's going to take one of those for the Lakers. It's going to take a Kendrick Nunn or Malik Monk or Wayne Ellington. Yeah. Uh, they going they're going to really those young guys. One of those heavy. Yep. You have to man because th- that youth is important when you talk about just every every day the hustle and bustle. You yep, know, knowing you got to pick up you pick up you know the pace and you know the, the youth is something different, man. Because these guys are all just old savvy vets, man. And, they know how to cut all the corners. They know all the, you know, but you need somebody that's going to keep pushing that's you. Somebody's hungry. hungry. You need yeah. somebody hungry on your team, man. So you can Westbrook. keep your perspective. I hope so, man. Westbrook, yeah. man. I, I still don't think he the same, same intensity-wise as he was, uh, you know, early in his career. I still don't think that. I think he just, I think he's the experience. He's mastered it. He, he's mastered knowing how to pick his spots in the NBA now. Um, I don't think he has like he don't even he don't even dunk on people the same like he used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. of course he anybody the father time you know is undefeated. You're gonna lack some things you know as you progress in your career. So, but those young guys are gonna play a major major role. But I hope hey. Malik Monk, I hope Malik Monk pulls it off, Allen. I agree too. In in reality, this is a really hard award to pick because you just don't know systems who's gonna excel in certain systems, coaches and assignments and and that ability to 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 really show your game so it's all about the luck so this is really a hard award to to really think about and uh and to to guess and especially beginning of the season but hey all we do is perfect all we do is guessing right now yeah so we're good yeah we probably won't have a real feel until about december january anyway to see where who would even really be in contention to winning the award. But as we wrap up again, the season starts on the 19th and I don't remember who plays, but I do know that opening night is always like one of those best nights. If I recall, doesn't Milwaukee play Brooklyn? Yep. Man, it's some good. I think it's some good games, right? Yeah. I feel like those two, because it's ring the night for play, them. Don't the Lakers Lakers play like Gold State or something, or is that the next night? I know they play. I don't know. Maybe you saw. I should look at the schedule real quick. <laughs> Let me show. You. I have. Well, I could tell you this. So the ninth is only two games. Nineteenth, Brooklyn versus the Bucks, Warriors versus Lakers. No, it that's is. The, yep, yep. That's yeah. the two games. And then the twentieth yes, um, is when everybody plays. Everybody else plays. Man, yes. Warriors are going to man. I'm all right. So let can we just pick our? Can we pick our? Uh, do we have our picks on these games? Yeah, we can go ahead and do it. All right. So I'm going with game one. Dang, it's tough. I'm going to go with – oh, Clay's not playing, right? No. No, nah, he's not, <laughs> not going to be okay. back yet. That's game two, oh, but Clay's yeah. Not, All right, so Clay's, Clay's not playing. So I'm going to go with the Lakers, and I'm going to go with uh, the Lakers, and I'm going to go with Brooklyn. I concur. I concur. But you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if the Warriors, because they want to prove themselves, kind of win a close one. But I'm going to trust, like, I'm going to trust LeBron and the crew to show, try to make a statement. And they don't like the Warriors. They should have had, in reality, they should have had, it should have been the, um, what was the conference? Suns versus, Who's the uh, uh, conference finals? That's the Suns versus. I'm talking about the Clippers last year. Yeah, the Clippers. That should have been game two. That's what they should have done. Not this one. Nobody, you know, this is so this is something they should have done two years ago. 
Oh, okay, okay. So what's I mean, they gotta have a premiere the next night too. No, so maybe that's the, the next, premiere for the next night. Next night, everybody's playing. I mean, yeah, but somebody has gotta be. They should have some ESPN games on. Anyway, yeah, so I'm saying so. like it's uh, somebody gonna be on the ESPN like a feature game. So probably Nuggets and Suns. That's the last game. I see Nuggets and Suns. That's Nuggets probably Suns, I see okay. the most entertaining. Knicks, Phoenix, the Hornets, Pacers, Bulls, Pistons, Wizards, Raptors, Knicks, Celtics, Rockets, Timberwolves, 76ers, Pelicans, Cleveland, um, Grizzlies, uh, Magic, Spurs, Thunder, Thunder and the Jazz, Kings and the Blazers, Nuggets and Suns. Nuggets and Suns is the most interesting game there, other than the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, who's team. doing this scheduling? This scheduling is <laughs> horrible for game for night number two. Two. It's some terrible scheduling. Now, night three, it's okay. Night three is Mavs and the Hawks, which I'm not okay. mad seeing that. I like that. Bucks, Bucks and Heat, which is a good game to watch. Good. And the Clippers and the Warriors. All That's those Thursday. Okay. Are all of those CNC games? I, I can't see. Because I'm thinking... Cause some, cause two of those for sure would have to be TNT games. So Has TNT usually start at eight o'clock, right? Eight, eight thirty sometimes. Yeah. So Bucks and Heat, Heat is eight. Bucks and Heat is eight o'clock, and um, Clippers and Warriors is ten. So I'm thinking those two, because Mavs and Hawks is ten and is um seven thirty. So I'm gonna watch that. I'm definitely gonna watch that. The Mavs and Hawks. Actually, all three games I'm gonna try to catch. But for night two, only thing I'm watching is the Knicks. I might watch the 76ers and Pelicans. I want to see Ben Simmons come out and play. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm really, I really want to. Is that, where, where's that game at? It's, it's, uh, it's New Orleans or is it Philly? New Orleans. Philly at New Orleans. Okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah, of course I want to watch all the Sixers games. You know, that's yeah. my home team. But I'm, I'm so interested to see what, what Ben's, what Ben's going to look like when he comes home, man. I mean, Philly fans man, are oh, yeah, brutal. It, oh my God! Yeah, rootless. So, I'll, the, so. gob, the the TV <laughs> and fans, yeah, known this around the world. The local newscasters during what there was a major flood in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, certain areas, they had a garbage can floating by, and it was like they go Ben Simmons, and then Ben Simmons was represented by a garbage can floating away. <laughs> Leaving he's, and he's they got, play this on live bad. TV. Yeah, so wicked. I mean, it's it's like a, it's like a religion, man, with some of these Sixers fans and Eagles fans, man. So you know, it's uh, an evil mm. world we live in. <laughs> Whatever future today. <laughs> Let me give you my picks real quick. So I do yeah. agree with you on Brooklyn, and you know I like to go against the grain just a little bit, but I'm predicting Steph Curry on Tuesday night will have 40 points. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, LeBron will have 28, AD will have 22, and the Warriors win by five. That's not far-fetched. If those stats is right, then I got you, because AD should have more than LeBron. AD should be scoring more than LeBron right now at this point in his career, and LeBron his best attribute this year is going to be able to catch and shoot three-pointers at a high clip because the only way you can utilize Westbrook's energy and his talent is to put the ball in his hand. So that means LeBron, he can shoot. He, he, he can shoot. He's going to have mm-hmm. to have the best three-point uh, percentage of his career. 
And, uh, you know, he's going to be able to become a knockdown shooter and play like kind of the D-Wade role uh, or make Westbrook D-Wade, you know, right. so they can both – we both can be uh, <clears throat> ball handlers in the offense. But AD has to be a scorer. If AD doesn't have more than LeBron, then <clears throat> it's a problem. Yeah, that's why I try to keep it keep it close. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't be paying attention <laughs> to the Vegas guys. It's just it's just like no conviction. Mm, if they win, if they win, if they lose, they lose. I mean, I think no it's just gonna be a good game overall, and we know Steph always likes to turn it up. Is it, and if is I recall, it in LA? Is it in LA or is it is it uh, we're Oakland? Uh, let, me see. let me see. I was I was going down Sunday game. Uh, <laughs> they're at Los Angeles. Okay, okay. Yeah, Golden State at Los Angeles. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I do like though is they put if they're going to have uh, my guy uh, Melo at the four some parts of yeah. the game. He's going to have Draymond. Look, he's going to look, Draymond, look, Carmelo's going to be able to relax on defense, man. <laughs> exactly. He can just be a killer on offense and just relax on defense. That'd be perfect for Melo. Yep. That's, <laughs> see the Warriors, they need clay back bad. Yeah, when they get clay back, though, man. Woo. Yeah, they got a whole clay. different. When is Clay supposed to come back? It's like the end of the year. I'm not even no, sure. No, they're saying that he may come back during um, Christmas. Yeah, they said it's oh, September. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. That'd be really nice, man. Uh, I can't I'm wait to see Clay back. Yes, yes. The whole West Coast, he's gonna shake the West up, man. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be they're gonna be better. I I'm telling you, my opinion is they're better than the Suns with Clay Thompson. I agree. I agree. Sorry, CP, but I agree. I agree. Clay brings Those a whole two. nother dynamic, man. And then they got these, they got, they got these guys. Golden State guys, for the record, for the viewers, man. Golden State, they had the pieces to be successful. Whether they put it together, we'll see. But they definitely have, they got a nice up-and-coming bench. And they got their veterans Ooh. who shoot the ball better than better than anybody we've seen in history of NBA basketball. So shoot. I mean, I'm interested to see how this West Coast play out. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. I think this is going to be, even though we say Brooklyn, Los Angeles, in reality, we don't know because injuries, it's going to be a really exciting NBA team, NBA season. It's going to really be exciting, you know. So I can't wait. I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm ready to see 30 regular season games and get to the playoff. But knowing me, I'm going to watch every single Knicks game, some some Brooklyn games. Um. People within the West, you know, I'll, I'll be watching all, as much games as I can. I enjoy the NBA and come here and give um and teach some knowledge to Kelvin, put some knowledge on him, you know, and and especially young Buck <laughs> Allen. Uh, uh. Try to put him on, try to let them know. But we're good. I'm just happy that the Philadelphia Eagles lost, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, time out. We, we got a football. That's what's the next show. Coming. But I that's the next understand. show. Okay, yeah, because the Giants must have won today. Oh, nah. You know, they took, <laughs> yeah. look, they lost 38 to 11. Yeah, we took a super, <laughs> really 38 to 3. It was 38 to 3. Daniel Jones always get the last second, last second um touchdown. The garbage stats. The yeah. Stats, the 30, the stats. Giants lost 38 to 3. Okay. I don't care if it says 11. 38 to 3. So why are you worrying about my Eagles if y'all stink so bad? Listen, 
Misery love company. <laughs> Look, if he got to be down, he got to pull somebody down with him. Everyone. I want the Cowboys to come down with me. I want all the NFC. Yep. Of course. I am the crab in the barrel at NFC East. I'm trying to pull everyone. I would be even happier if the Cowboys lost. Cowboys ain't coming down with us, brother. I'm just letting you know that now. They're eventually, one way or another, they're not winning the Super Bowl. One way or another. That's the only. They look very impressive today. They can play. They were very impressive, but they've been they've been up in the thirties and forties the last like the whole season, man. (laughs) Gotta give them props. I mean, we give them giving y'all too much though, man. Tune into the football episode. Yeah, Yeah. tune in. We yeah, tune in. That'll be dropping on on two. No, I'm sorry, not Tuesday. On Thursday, we're actually recording that pretty soon. So again. Check us out. This episode is going to be dropping probably by the time you hear it. It'll be Tuesday. Uh, make sure you check us out on all platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify. We're on Facebook. Mention that once Google again. Us. Google us. Just Google us. We here. We out you. But once again, appreciate y'all listening. We out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.